1: I can't give people the free feet pick, so I gotta use the blanket.
0: <laughs> oh, I have
2: yeah. I, I wore socks. socks. You're good. Harley Davidson.
1: Oh, um, we're a Harley, Harley house here.
2: I really like. I've. I just think I was so inspired by dykes on bikes. Like I think that they're everything <laughs> to me. Um, I want to be like a them on a bike. Um, but I've never ridden a motorcycle, so it's just like vintage leather is the vibe. Oh my
1: God, <laughs> I could literally teach you. I know how to drive a clutch. You do. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Yeah,
1: I used to ride like dirt bikes growing up as a kid and had my own bike. Where are you from? Minnesota.
2: Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah I'm a hillbilly. <laughs> oh my god, wait. No, but I'd love that.
1: Are you ready? Get comfy. Sit back. Uh, You're like, okay. so unless you like normally sit so prim and proper.
2: No, I'm I have like, bad posture. I in that vice video. I was like, sat You were up. on point. You want to why? Because that stool was metal and I was in it for four hours. I was like, unless I, if I slouch at all, I will break something. <laughs>
1: oh my god. I know. And in heels too.
2: Wait, let me, can I look in the mirror real yeah. quick? Yeah. sure. hair (laughs) sorry okay okay
1: all right oh my god i love you this is off to a great start (laughs) yeah your vice interview is how i found you and i i literally watched the whole thing last night to like get ready for this and i was like honestly i didn't need to the tiktoks that griffin posted are the best parts um so we're gonna have a lot of interesting stories today about like men men hating being men Mm -hmm. non-binary people and just like everything under the sun to do with just this chaos that Amazing. surrounds gender.
2: Awesome. I love talking shit about men. It's like what I really learned from that video is just how much excitement it gives me to, to be mean to men. men I, they deserve it.
1: Well, okay. Let me, let me introduce my guest. Sorry. You're going to hear the voice. You're going to be like, Morgan, you're already talking. You're forgetting to introduce Again, (laughs) every time I get to the end and I'm like, sorry. So hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host Morgan and today I'm joined by the marvelous Griffin Maxwell-Brooks.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so
1: happy to have you. And I just want to introduce you to the audience. For those of you that don't know Griffin, you are Mm non-binary. You use they, them pronouns. I do. Any other pronouns?
2: Um, I mean, like she her. If you're feeling spicy, okay, I okay. There, I always know. ask because I saw yeah. your
1: your um like twink video, and you're like, it was something yeah. like <laughs> they all go by she them now. Like I was they like, all go
2: by she they mm-hmm. Oh, oh that, the Jeffrey Star one, right? Yeah, yeah the pipeline. Yeah. yeah, it's inevitable. Eventually, she will enter the bio. But like, I don't know. I have to test the waters. Mm-hmm. The goal is no labels at some point. But like, while people are still referring to me, mm-hmm. I figure I'll, I'll give people a pronoun as a treat.
1: Okay, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Oh, I just, like, love all your videos, and I, like, I always get really nervous before guests come on, and there was one, too, where you're, like, if a straight guy calls me dude, I'm fight or flight, Yeah. but if a lesbian calls me dude, it's it's fine, I'm, oh. like, it's going to slip up at some point because, oh, like, dude is my...
2: But dude is... No, but also, like, coming from someone who's not, like, a cis man, dude is so, like, whatever to me. It's just I'm like... I'm like, hey, dude. Like, yeah, hey, I say yeah. girl to everybody, you know? I know.
1: Like, dude is, like, so neutral. And guys, yeah. I'm like, hey, guys.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, with Welcome everyone. back
1: to another episode. It's like, that's just my... I'm comfortable
2: with it. It doesn't okay. bother me at all. Yeah.
1: Perfect. So, yeah, I saw your Vice interview, and honestly, it was incredible. But it's also, like, it made me realize that these men are their own worst enemy
2: oh absolutely oh like
1: i i just couldn't get over like and you feel bad that they feel unsupported or don't have close friends and all of these things but i'm like that is literally because of the box you're putting yourself in yeah
2: there was a lot of self-pity in those in that video in those interviews and i like you feel bad for a little bit yeah but then you listen to them talk in circles and it's kind of like okay you can escape this bubble and you don't want to. Like, you're voluntarily here because the benefits of patriarchy are greater than, you know, the it getting you down and the not having that many friends because you're so focused on, like, women and getting money and, I don't know, it's listening so, to Andrew Tate. Like, <laughs>
1: it's so interesting. So the first one today that we have, we're really going to get into that. Okay. And it's going to be a good time. Let's dive in. All right. Okay, so this first one is coming from r slash men's rights. It's the first time I've been on this subreddit. It is, at the most basic level, men's rights are the legal rights that are granted to men. However, any issue that pertains to men's relationship to society is also a topic suitable for this subreddit. Men's rights are influenced by the way men are perceived by others. Warning, some other subs have bots that will ban you if you post or comment here.
2: Fascinating. Oh, I'm excited to see where this will go. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So only 65 upvotes. It was posted 11 months ago. It is kind of an older one then. So Mm -hmm. it seems like it flew under the radar a little bit. The title is, I hate being a man. It is the source of all of my problems.
2: All of them. Every single one.
1: Male 26. Life is going fine otherwise. Have a good education and a good job. Have hobbies and interests. Live a functional life. Except I am single and hate being a man. Here's the thing. I've never been in a relationship. In part because it is rigged. Women are the employers, men are the job seekers. Men have to do all the work and take self-esteem hits. Women can just go sit around and twiddle their thumbs and receive offers and valued and worshiped day in and day out for existing. Because of this, men end up having to settle for losing deals, which I have refused. I'm an educated professional who overcame several challenges to get where I am, who is good with kids and has not slept around because I wanted a life partner with a special someone. Please. Another educated professional who has not slept around and is also good with kids, or something equivalent. I could have had that if I were a woman, but instead, since I am cursed into being a man, I am denied that. Rather, I am expected to be with someone who makes less due to male provider role, is worse with kids, has worse domestic skills, and has slept around and given her best years to a bunch of frat guys and now wants a good, stable guy. How am I supposed to be happy in such a relationship, knowing I am being exploited? I bring a lot to the table and deserve what I put in. If I were lucky enough to get to be a woman, that would not be a problem. I'd get valued for existing, have a lineup of offers, and could get a man who brings more to the table than I do. I could also easily be the asshole who sleeps around with the hot guys when young and then marries the good stable guy getting the best of both worlds, while most guys struggle with loneliness in their formative years and are stuck with a losing deal. If I were a woman, I would have less trouble finding a job, could always get someone to take me out when I am lonely, would have a closer friend network, and would just be valued and loved more. Five years ago, I met a woman who was perfect for me in every way. We were perfect for each other. She was smart, ambitious person with good values and good with kids. We were foils of each other. But because she was more privileged, she quite likely rejected me. Because unlike conventional wisdom, it is actually women who are more shallow than men. Men care about vibe and fit. Women care more about looks, status, money, hypergamy. And since she was an attractive, rich white girl— while i was an average looking visible minority middle class guy i failed the lms hypergamy so she rejected me despite how perfect we were for each other and no i don't like her because of her looks i liked her because we got along really well and had a lot in common and we were just perfect for each other it just like it's not Sorry. it's never like, ending i'm like i really oh
2: it's not done no it, oh my god so <laughs> he just keeps like going on pitting himself or More paragraphs. Yeah,
1: like women live in heaven compared to men, and men live in hell compared (sighs) to women. Women cannot conceptualize suffering. They cannot conceptualize getting into a relationship despite wanting one because they just line up of offers. Being a woman in Western society is the biggest upgrade there is. I rather take a non-existent 30% wage gap pay cut to become a woman. I mean, I could just marry up and get it back. LOL. I I know some people will say I'm single because of my thoughts. No, that is mistaking cause and effect. Suffering while dating and seeing how rigged life is against men is the reason I develop these thoughts. I see how rigged they are to the core. I see who the red pill, incel, whatever is accurate.
2: Oh my God, I'm kind of speechless. I'm, I'm this blown is like away. somebody's like manifesto.
1: Honestly? My, yeah. yeah. The my, username is I hate being a man.
2: It's kind of, okay. Like, you know, you know what my thought immediately was? Try being a woman. That's if you hate being a man so much, and not even in like a, oh, in like a try it for a day because it's not easy, but also like I don't know, it's giving she her.
1: It's <laughs> really interesting. I do think this person is really like locked in themselves, and mm. I, I my same th- my same exact thought I had mm-hmm. with that. I was like, if you want to be a woman and you feel,
2: do it, girl. You join, come to the dark side. <laughs> come,
1: come, join us. Come, join us.
2: Uh, no, but I mean. Confusing gender ident- identity aside, there's a lot going on here. Um, just so
1: much inaccuracy.
2: Well, such a victim complex. It's so clear, like, this person has not only no idea what it means to be a woman. None. And, like, has only perceived what they're, like, jealous of, which is just, like, factually incorrect. Like, so much of it. Like, oh, they have no fears and they just get courted all the time. I'm like, yeah, you get courted by scary men trying to put things in your drink. Like, it's not, you know. It's, it's not good. Roses it's not and candy. Mm-mm. Oh my God.
1: I was thinking that too. Where it's like, it's so easy being a woman. It's like getting all these offers. And it's like most offers come with the potential of getting killed. Like a
2: caveat, which is you have to sleep with me. Like, yeah. Oh my God.
1: Well, and so that's what I wanted to bring up about mm-hmm. your, you know, vice video. I absolutely think that if you are in a heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. it is a video you should watch with your partner, like, especially as a woman. Yeah. I think you could gain so much insight into your partner's head and their view of women Mm -hmm. by watching that video together because there are such a diverse take from all these people. And it's just like if my partner and we watched that video agreed with the one dude who was like, I had to pay one hundred and fifty dollars for dinner. It's like.
0: no one asked that
1: yeah like no one asked for that like take me out for coffee take me out for drinks like you don't have to invest heavily in a first date
2: he was so funny too because he was like i have to be funny and i'm like you should want to be funny like you could just be not be funny she might not like you like that i don't know that's what this this reddit story the guy was like we were the perfect match and she rejected me because of because i'm not like you know what she was looking for and i'm like okay be better for yourself and maybe the people that you like will you know reciprocate yeah i always men who feel entitled to love are so sad but also so laughable like it's just like who what do you mean like i she like she was perfect for me like she should have gone for me but she didn't because of like privilege because of her privilege as a woman maybe she didn't like you because you smelled try deodorant
1: everyone has a type yeah and it was so funny I think it's the same guy I keep talking shit about from that video. It was um, an Asian man who he's sitting in the far right, like layout Mm -hmm. of the group. And he kept saying things like all these women just say I'm too skinny. I'm too skinny. But like, then he went on later to describe he has a type and likes women to look a certain way. And that's all it is. Like we all have our own views of what we perceive as attractive. Mm -hmm. If you don't line up, that's fine. Like, like find someone you do match absolutely. with. Absolutely.
2: Well, beauty is subjective. Like so and yeah. also it's I've always the thing with types and like we we'll get into that in that video where I'm just like, you can have a type. There are things that you like and there are things you don't. And honestly, like nobody's gonna get in the way of that because mm-hmm. nobody could tell you to like something that you don't. But when you like put it on a flag and walk around with it, it's like, what are you really trying to do here? Are you trying to attract a mate by disqualifying people or are you trying to put people down? Yeah. Which the latter. Um, and that guy was just, I don't know, oh like we don't like me because I'm this. And then also, every woman in the world has to be this like whole long list of boxes to check off. Mm-hmm. And if you're not that, then you're not good enough for me.
1: Yeah. It was an amazing video. Again, <laughs> go watch it with your partner. There's <laughs> there's some people that like I like Tahoe, I think was Yeah.
2: Wait, the people adjacent to me.
1: It was like the Tahoe one and in Philly. Fr- yeah. Oh my
2: god. That's a, yeah, yeah. Um They the seemed one, like
1: they had their shit figured out. Oh,
2: and they were sweet. Afterwards we were like Kiki kiki in the back room. Um
1: <laughs> Kristen Walker, I wanted to just punch in the face uh,
2: you know I have him blocked and everything because I was just like I don't want him to see my. I, gotta, I don't want discourse like I don't
1: yeah it's not worth it
2: I don't want any more press related directly to him you know <laughs> I, he had his moment he had his opportunity to address me it was full of the word dude and he him in a non girly pop way <laughs> no <laughs> In a derogatory way. And that's it. That's all he gets.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's wild. I I think daddy issues and the concept of it is so interesting. And it was literally like, it was right there. He literally said, I didn't have a dad growing up. And so I want that in my man. And I'm like, Like, what? Like, what? Therapy. Weird
2: Freudian. No, I know. Therapy. I said the word Freud and I was like, oh, people are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Internet eats it
1: up. Well. Freud out here, he stays winning.
2: Oh, God. Him and his... His incorrect theories. (laughs) No, I, yeah. Well, also that clip is so funny to me because I'm just like, I think it's responsible for us to like interrogate where our preferences come from. He goes, no, and then proceeds to do exactly that. Tell me where his preferences come from. Just gave it
1: to you on a silver platter.
2: And I was like, okay, (laughs) go off. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) Oh,
1: Oh, man. Uh, The top comment on this one, that OP actually responds to. Mm. um, They go, it's, It is going to be extremely difficult to meet a good woman if you're angry with women in general. So you have a choice to make. Cling to your anger or decide to take action to deal with it so that you'll one day be receptive to meet a lovely lady who's looking for someone just like you. The former is easy. All you have to do is nothing, and the anger will breed itself into resentment, disdain, and strife. You can cherish them for many years to come. The latter will be one big word, I don't know. I think they mean of the hardest, yet most (laughs) rewarding things you ever do. What it is that you truly want and what are you willing to do in order to achieve it? And OP goes, how would refusing to be angry at injustice solve it?
2: Injustice. This guy's sitting in front of his computer with his fist up in the air. Like, I just solved the world's issues. Injustice.
1: I'll trade you, dude. I would love to walk around at night without worrying about getting kidnapped.
2: Literally, oh, it's just, it's such a victim complex. It's so, like, also just to, like, to posit that your inability to find somebody who wants to be with you forever, given that this entire thing was this soliloquy about how, like, you hate promiscuous women. Mm-hmm. um, You hate, like, I don't know, women is what it sounds like. In general, like. yeah. And then to be like, and it's so hard to find somebody. I'm like, you just went Why on, do for you- on and on about, like, how like narrow your dating pool is and now you're like but nobody wants me even though i'm perfect okay girl
1: why do you even want a woman if you hate them so much right is there even a good one out there for you i don't think so no, i i don't think it, i don't think no she i think exists.
2: i think i think this man needs to date himself for a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and if that doesn't improve things then don't date anyone ever
1: there Stay we have it <laughs> there we have it moving along from this uh little <laughs> crazy person Okay, so this next one is coming from Am I the Asshole? It is titled, Am I the Asshole for Asking My Trans Brother to Be My Bridesman? My 27 female brother, Jake, fake name, 27 male, transitioned from female to male three years ago. I was and am completely supportive of him. I'm getting married next year, and I've been gathering my bridesmaids team. My twin sister is going to be my maid of honor, and it was also important for me to have Jake with me at the altar. So I asked Jake if he would be my, quote, bridesman and be part of my side of the wedding party. I didn't think it would be an issue at all, but Jake freaked out. Jake said that he should be a groomsman for my fiance because he doesn't want to be seen with my bridesmaids, all three of whom are girls, because people will think he was a girl. He accused me of asking him to be a bridesman because I still thought of him as a girl, which isn't true. I explained to him that it didn't make any sense for him to stand by my fiancé because they've only met a handful of times, and my fiancé already has a budget-approved number of groomsmen. And besides, Jake is my brother, and I want him to stand by and support me during the wedding— Plus, before Jake transitioned, I always planned to include him in my wedding, so why should his gender change anything about that? I see his argument that it might make him feel dysphoric, but having bridesmen is becoming a more common tradition. Besides, he has a beard and he'd be wearing a suit, so there's no way anyone would think he was a girl. Jake and I fought back and forth for a while, and I finally snapped and told him he couldn't be in the wedding at all if he didn't want to stand on my side. He called me an asshole and it made me feel awful. I guess I needed to vent about it to strangers. So, am I the asshole?
2: You know, I kind of feel like you might be.
1: Really? Okay. Let's hear it.
2: Okay. My first thing is that, like, trans people navigate the world in a very particular way, you know, where we live in a world that is very gendered. Everything is gendered, down, Mm -hmm. you know, from bathrooms to weddings, everything has gender. And while I think it's, like, fair for, like, this you know, woman who's getting married to be like, we're you know, it doesn't mean you're a woman. It just like we, I want you on my side of the wedding. Mm-hmm. If a trans person is like, hi, this is my identity, and putting me in this box makes me uncomfortable, I feel like it just stops there. Like, I feel like okay, we'll yeah. find a different way to make it work. And like, it it's difficult because like weddings are, you know, long traditional gendered experiences
1: oh yeah it's like giving off a woman in exchange for shit like it's it's very yeah Um,
2: so it's it's gonna be real hard to de-gender that you know experience which is why it's like putting like an like an honorary like man sticker on like somebody who you then like put surrounded by women and like you know it's just going to lead to like a very uncomfortable experience for this Mm -hmm. trans person like invalidating their masculinity in a lot of ways whether or not that's what she intends to do because it sounds like she's not trying to be like you are a woman Like she's trying to be like I want you with me during this wedding but you know it is about you that day is about you that being said like that doesn't mean that you get to just make everybody uncomfortable you know if you want it to be like a happy experience like your wedding a memorable happy one making the people that you cherish mm-hmm. feel comfortable will make it a happier experience in my opinion
1: yeah i totally agree mm-hmm. i could also see her making him like an usher like there's a so ring many bearer.
2: like there are so many yeah. roles that you can have that aren't gendered mm-hmm. um and even then like yeah ring it's... bear
1: would be so fun right i okay i'm like people are gonna be like morgan bite your fucking tongue bitch um, we had a story where this girl asked her like grown ass friend to be a flower girl. And I was like, oh my God, if my bestie asked me to be her flower girl, I'd be offended. So now I'm like, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, fuck. But I think it like if like he didn't want to be a bridesman, yeah. then that is like a solution you could at least offer.
2: Well, that's the thing is I understand that there's tradition here that like the groomsmen are supposed to be the husband's or the the groom's yeah. friends and you know, which again, weird, but. You know, I digress. Yeah. Straight people wedding. So I'll let let them have that one thing. I'm not going to be at the wedding. So I'm not going to be like, you can't do that. Um, But like, there are other ways to involve people. I also feel like, I don't know. Obviously, it doesn't sound like she offered him an alternative.
1: No, it doesn't sound like Usher is a part of the equation at Mm. all. There is an edit that goes, he's still invited to the wedding as a guest. I just told him he can't be in the wedding party if he's not a bridesman.
2: Yeah, see, that to me is weird. Like, I get it that you don't want Mm -hmm. to, like, structurally change, like, your traditional wedding, but like you have people that don't fit like traditional cishet normativity in your family who you claim to love so much. Yeah. Maybe it's time to open your eyes a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and I also could see maybe the groom has a sister that you want to ask be on your side as like, hey, we're blending families. Let me right. include your sister because you are a part of my family now right. and you can do like a little switcheroo.
2: I also feel like if you degendered like bridesmaids as a whole, like if these are my bridespeople and there was, and he was not the only man, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, then I think that it would yeah. it would make sense. I just, I think that when, I don't know, and this is like an experience that has been voiced to me by a lot of like my trans male friends okay. where they still get like grouped into like women's spaces and like women kind of see it as feminism and them as like men are like, I feel included in like a, weirdly inflammatory way does that make sense
1: yeah it does cause it's it's. thank you for including me mm-hmm. but like this isn't necessarily a space that's open to me anymore right. because I am a man right
2: and like that like I, I want that to be acknowledged like yeah. as a man and it's just you know if I think that another way that you could go about this is just having like three men three women on your side and then it's like not even a gendered experience but when yeah. you have like all of the women and then the trans man it's giving like all of the women and then my fun women it's how I felt during that that advice that's interview that <laughs> <laughs> all of the men and then the non-binary man and i'm like the it's non-binary just what? non-binary person right bitch thanks um they didn't say that but that's kind of how it felt <laughs>
1: yeah well and then like people in the youtube comments were like well why is a non-binary person there if it's talking about masculinity and, and I'm like, being a man and it's like but
2: also those are the same people who are going to tell me that i am a man if they found out that i was assigned male at birth so it's, it's you gotta pick one i'm a either a man or to. not and if <laughs> either way I was there, so what are you going to do about it?
1: <laughs> what now, bitch? <laughs> what now? It's a catch-22. And hmm. that's kind of the vibe for this. Like, the saying that popped into my head for this one is like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. I butcher sayings.
2: Um, It sounded good. So okay. if it was wrong, we just made a new one.
1: Okay. Look at me. There you go. Um, But that's, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like. And you have to respect the answer that someone yeah. gives you. Yeah.
2: Like, at the end of the day, like, if it makes them uncomfortable, then find another way to do it.
1: Yeah, I I see the the objective here. Yeah. And, like, for my wedding, if I get engaged, but we have progress, guys. I'm not going to spoil anything, but we have progress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But my partner right now has, like, a cousin that he grew up with mm-hmm. that's, like, so close, basically a sibling. And so, like, our idea is to put her on his side in, like, a suit Play. Like I've saw a Vogue wedding where the groom did it with his sister, and I have been obsessed since. So yeah. I'm like, but Josie also has to agree to do that. Right. And if Josie doesn't want to do that, then we'll pop her on my side in address. dress. It's no big yeah. deal. Like I don't care. But yeah. it's just it is interesting. So the overall vote on this one, do you want to guess what it was?
2: I'm a little worrying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was not the asshole.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: So the top comment is not the asshole. You aren't telling him he has to restrict how he dresses. Or making him dress like a gender he isn't. This has no element of transphobia. He can be the bride's man, he actually is. I always think it's weird when people stand on the opposite person's side to keep genders separated. He's a bridesman. He's your bro. But if you're from an area where that's super weird, I can kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. Which is true.
2: I because the thing is, I don't think that this like this person is like riddled with transphobia. I think it's less about transphobia and more about just like caring what this person feels which yeah. like to some extent if you are dismissive of a trans person's like gender qualms um, in order to like make sure your wedding is exactly how you want it then it's like okay I'm not gonna throw around the word transphobe but like it, yeah. it, it, it is giving an air of like and this issue isn't as important to me or just as, you know is that mm-hmm.
1: it's not as important and like you're willing to like sacrifice right. on your day because it's your day it's,
2: like cut the corners a little bit but yeah. you should be you know, you should be willing to tailor to the needs of trans people in terms of their gender identity mm-hmm. because that's like kind of the whole thing we're fighting in this country right now.
1: Yeah, I can see that totally, and mm-hmm. almost just the entitlement to where like you still you feel entitled to your brother, yeah, and so you want to include him, but you're not respecting his decision. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think find another way, like do the usher thing, do something. Yeah, I think excluding and like kind of issuing that as an ultimatum feels a little cruel mm-hmm. in my head because it's like he's your brother, you love him, you want to include him, yeah. and you're essentially, like, drawing the line of, like, you're not in the wedding at all if That's, you won't do yeah. this. The
2: lash out is, what's, is what makes me feel like this person is the asshole because if you cared that much, then you're, you know what? Fine. You don't want to be on, like, the, the women's side, then you don't get to be in the wedding at all. And it's like, how much did you actually care about that being in the yeah. wedding? Yeah. If you're willing to just, like, dismiss it if it's not the exact way you want it.
1: hmm There are some comments from OP. Someone goes, Info, is the groom's wedding party entirely male? op responds yes they are mm. so again if there was like a little switch where the groom had a sister on his right. side maybe that would feel a little better there's another comment that op responds to that is you're the asshole you decided to honor him by choosing a way that he finds insulting and then you threaten to eliminate his participation if he doesn't submit holy shit i just literally got chills um how do you not see it here's mm-hmm. the compromise i agree with you it doesn't make sense for him to be on your to be a groomsman, but he can be an usher. That's a traditional role for, for male members of the family, and he will be responsible for escorting the women to your side of the family to their seat slash rows. Great minds. Think
2: alike. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Are you? head of the
1: curve. I know. Just creative over here. <laughs> OP goes, we are not having formal ushers. Our groomsmen and bridesmaids are going to greet people in the entrance, and people are free to sit where they want in the wedding venue.
2: So you're already having an unconventional wedding, but you don't want to change one thing. You're already like we're doing it progressively, but also you have to be on the you have to be a bride's man. You can't be on the groom's side.
1: Let him be a fucking usher yeah. with everyone else exactly. and then he just doesn't stand by you. Girl, he sits in the pews like, or whatever the fuck it is. Fuck it. Have
2: him juggle in the middle. Like who cares what he's doing? Let him be in the wedding without it having to be like like a harmful experience. This is yeah. just
1: giving bridezilla now where it's like yeah. if it's not my way on my day, I'm gonna fucking burn the place down
2: yeah well arson coming to a town near you <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay how do you feel about weddings like do you like you I'm have- actually,
2: I haven't been to one I mean okay. I've been like a couple when I was a child like didn't really like yeah and I'm going to one in like May and it's gonna be like my first like wedding my friends are getting married okay so it's also like at a rave in the desert so like I don't know, I can't I wait. Go. It's gonna be the fruitiest wedding of all time. It's gonna be great. Oh. Um, I like them as like a concept. Yeah, like a signifier of a bond. But yeah. the issue is that it's so like rooted in this like traditional Christian like formality that I'm always like, if I do have a wedding, it's going to need to be really subversive. Like
1: Yeah. I feel like everyone the same goes way. in
2: drag, like, I don't know, people face the opposite direction, something stupid. Like it's gotta be crazy. Cause I just I can't I can't be a part of anything so traditional.
1: I love that. I went to a wedding recently and like you believe what you want to believe but I'm very much so like my dad's Jewish, my mom's Christian. Mm-hmm. I grew up kind of having experience to both but like yeah. I question everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, and wait. so
1: yeah. I'm just like I, I don't know. There's a higher power. There's some juju up there but right. like I don't know what really I believe in. Mm-hmm. And I went to a wedding and it was just like song after song after prayer after prayer after Mm -hmm. him him, i'm like they're long girls it's about you or god that's (laughs) i literally got to the point i'm like i wanted to celebrate like their love and it just felt like a church service yeah and that's fine if that's what you want for your day but like for me personally i'm going the other way there's there's not going to be no unity candle and right
2: well i see because i both my parents are Jewish, mm-hmm. um, but my mom was like a Hebrew school dropout, and I didn't do like anything <laughs> religious. Like she's pretty much an atheist yeah. at this point. Um, we radicalized her; it was mm-hmm. good. Um, but like I, I'm always just so alarmed by like intense religious things like that because I just never experienced it as like normal growing up. Yeah. Um, I, like my v- brief memories of like Christian weddings are like crazy. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Who is this about? You or God? Yeah. I'm like, God's not getting married. Think about you.
1: <laughs> I know. I totally get that. So I had another wedding one, but I'm like, I feel like we really hit the nail on the head with weddings because it's titled, Am I the Asshole for Not Letting My Non-Binary Friend Be a Bridesmaid? And it's kind of the same thing where yeah. the friend agreed to wear a bridesmaid's dress initially mm-hmm. and is now backing out and saying, I don't want to wear a dress, but like I'd still love to be on your side. Right. And the friend is like, nope, you have to wear the dress or you're not in it at all. And it's kind of the same issue we've talked about where it's yeah. like, Respect them as a person, or don't have them next to you. Exactly,
2: it just doesn't make sense. And so it's just like forcing somebody to wear something they don't like, or putting them in a box that they that doesn't make them feel comfortable is like the antithesis of trans inclusion. Mm-hmm. Like, hi, I'm a trans person, and I don't want to do this. Well, it's my wedding day. Well, okay, Mazel tov, girl. I'm out. Like. <laughs>
1: That's how I get. And it's mm-hmm. you see it with these wedding stories with like even like cisgendered people where it's like, my bridesmaid had blue hair. Like, can I ask her to change it? And it's like, no.
2: No, you can't do that, unfortunately.
1: Why are you friends with this person? Yeah. Why do you want them standing next to you on your big day? Let's get back to the, that core reason there.
2: Yeah. The blue haired liberals are invading my wedding. <laughs> <A> tragedy.
0: <laughs> Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
1: Okay, so you are a big fashionista.
0: Yeah, I do my best.
1: Oh, m- your best. Come on, look at the outfit today. I'm
2: trying to give like country club, you know. <laughs> this sweater, is it's all sperm if you look closely.
1: Oh my God, I totally right? missed that. It's fun, right? That is wild. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I just love the belt. I saw the belt when you walked in and the trousers. Oh my God, thank I you. They it. were
2: both thrift finds. They were like really cheap. Um, I had to modify the belt a little bit because it did not fit me. But
1: you have a whole punch? Yeah. I have oh, a whole yeah. punch.
2: Well, this one's actually just like a little clip. Mm.
1: It's just got like one setting. So. Oh my god. Yeah, you're crafty. Yeah, you're crafty. Okay, so this is again wedding. All the drama comes out with weddings, but mm-hmm. there's a twist. So this one is coming from Am I the Asshole 15 days ago, thirty seven thousand upvotes so far.
2: Oh God. It's wait, oh this is like fresh.
1: This is fresh.
2: Oh no. Okay.
1: Am I the asshole for not giving my sister her wedding dress because she didn't invite my underage son? I, 40 male, have a sister, 30 female, who is getting married in a week. The groom proposed to her a year ago at a family dinner that left everyone speechless, but very happy for them, as they are longtime companions. During this dinner, my sister asked my son, 17 male, to make her wedding dress. My son has always loved design and fashion. He took technical courses in these areas and sewing, and even his friends keep asking for his clothes because they are so beautiful. He agreed, but said that he needed time and that he would need her opinion constantly. At first, my sister was very annoying. My son drew about 50 dress designs in a month, and she only liked one, which he continued with. He sewed it with great quality fabric, which I paid for, as I wanted to get involved in a certain way. For five months, he made several adjustments to suit her wishes, as she always complained about something. After a while, he arrived on the final model, and it was just amazing. My mother cried seeing my sister in the dress, and I confess that I almost got emotional too. The problem was that last week, my son came to talk to me about the wedding invitation that had not arrived for him, but for other family members. I thought maybe he didn't need one, but it still felt weird. I messaged my sister raising this issue, and she replied that she didn't want any underage people at her wedding because there would be alcohol. I asked if she was going to make an exception for my son, but she cut me off and said no. There are no children in our family. My son is the only minor, so I didn't see any sense in this rule for family members. And to make matters worse, my son was very sad and cried because he spent months on this dress and couldn't go to the wedding. I was very upset and told my sister that she should look for another dress as soon as possible, as she would no longer wear the one my son made.
2: I know that's right.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She called and yelled at me, saying I was being unreasonable and that I couldn't do this. My mother called me, saying I should deliver the dress and follow the rules. But I didn't, and hung up on her. Because of this, the family is divided. Many agree with me and condemn my sister's action, saying she could make an exception. But another part says I'm unreasonable, and I'm spoiling her big day. I don't think I'm being wrong, but just rational and paying her back in kind. So, Am I the asshole?
2: Uh, no. Okay, first of all, I don't know if you're having your, like, reception at Bergheim, but, like, your wedding is not New York's hottest club. You can have a minor there. Like, just don't give the minor alcohol. Like, you really worry about liability with the person who made the wedding dress you were going (laughs) to wear? You're going to get busted? Like, what's happening? No. I also, like, look, fashion is, is, it's, it's. Art in its like most expressive and complicated form. And to have somebody, first of all, hiring a designer and then constantly telling the designer that they're not doing what you want is like, why'd you hire a designer? Go get like a 3D printer. Like this is not Go the, to
1: Joanne's fabric, bitch. Literally Go learn do how it to yourself.
2: Sew. Because at the end of the day, like you appreciate this person and the art they put out. You need to trust that the art that they make for you is going to be good. And if it's not, then don't hire them in the first place. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, it sounds like it's just they're paying for the fabric, but it's like unpaid labor. Uh, that this 17-year-old yes. is doing for Bridezilla. And Nuts. then Bridezilla is like, the dress is great. You can't come to the wedding. Kisses. What? Are you kidding?
1: It feels very intentional. Like mm-hmm. when I read this, I was like, there's got to be something else going on here.
2: Yeah, wait, absolutely. Because like reasonably, the we're not having any minors is a really terrible way to like, and that doesn't make any sense.
1: No, and it's like <laughs> but you had a minor, right. make your dress. Right.
2: You're okay with child labor, but not alcohol consumption.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also like, do you not have alcohol at your family Christmas party? No,
2: of course. Do you I, not yeah. have alcohol 4th of July? I was like, this person is a 17-year-old living in America. They've had alcohol. Wake up, America. Like, likely, come on. Likely. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I asked my, I have like a, I almost said niece because I feel I'm so much older, but it's my cousin. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, do you party? Like, mm. she's a senior in high school. And she's like, yeah. no. And I'm like, I was getting drunk at 13. Like, there's Mm. nothing to do in this small town besides party. Like, I'm like, good for you. Good for you. See,
2: it took me, because I don't know. I went to like two high school parties. And I was like, this is only straight people. Mm -hmm. And they don't like me. And I don't like them. So I'm not going to do this again. (laughs) And then, you know, she's got a little fake ID. And now we're we're good. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 22 now. I've I've retired the (laughs) ID. Just putting that out there. (laughs) Allegedly.
1: Apparently. yeah. I'm going to need to see that bad boy. Heard. <laughs> Noted. Uh, so the top comment on this one is not the asshole. He should go and wear the dress.
2: Exactly. Yeah, slay.
1: I might. I don't usually get behind people wearing dresses or white to another person's wedding, oh, but this one. Do it.
2: Disrupt it. Mm-hmm. That wedding that I'm going to, I'm wearing a wedding dress to that wedding. <gasps> but everyone is
1: okay. See, that's mm-hmm. fun. That's fun. Right? How did the invitation come? Was um, it like wear a wedding dress? Well,
2: it was just I, I didn't get like a formal invitation. It was in like a group chat. They were like, okay. although. Let me check my mail real quick. I'm
1: like, <laughs> 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 like maybe it's there now. Um, OP responded and goes, would definitely be unexpected. Mm. Um, there's a big red box award response and goes, right? OP, not the asshole. Personally, I'd offer your sister the chance to pay your son for his labor and design. He needs to crunch the numbers and give a price. She meets it, cool. No, what a shame. Someone will pay for it.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, oh no. Uh, first of all, she should be paying for the dress. Yeah, like, buy even if it's not you know. It sounds like it's haute couture. He made one dress. I know. Um, even if you're not paying or whatever. I'm not French. Um, prices like <laughs> pay them something, mm-hmm. and then to not. It just feels like a like a double fu. Like
1: yeah, get
2: it together, girl. No, I would wear. Yeah, I think I'm pro the the designer wearing the dress to the wedding and then like dump blood on her wedding dress carrie style and leave do something <laughs> revolutionary
1: you're going all out
2: sorry i i love drama
1: fuck her shit <laughs> up get her um so we have a lot of other comments from op okay oh, um
2: lots of discourse
1: yeah so someone does ask like info is your sister willing to pay your son for the dress mm-hmm. and are you going to continue to withhold if she does OP goes, she didn't suggest it, and I won't either. My son spent months and a long time making this dress. This is priceless, but it has a lot of sentimental value to him. And also like as a designer, what an like amazing like almost an honor to be able to do that for mm-hmm. your aunt that you love yeah. and thought loved you. And like, then just
2: to have her turn around and
1: Yeah. It's knife a slap. It's a slap in the face in yeah. so many ways. Um, so there's An update. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. So, we have an update on the original post, and then it looks like on their account, there's also another update. Wow. So, first, I would like to thank all the comments and suggestions. I really didn't expect my post to resonate so much. I talked to my son about the suggestion you guys gave me, and he agreed to sell the dress at market price. He calculated the price of everything, and the value was quite high. We sent the proposal to my sister, and she... Hated it. Yeah. She said she couldn't afford it because it was too expensive and it should be a gift because, quote, she is family.
2: She's going to look great in that JCPenney wedding dress walking down the aisle That she because she can't afford the one that she commissioned. Come on. Get it together.
1: (laughs) I hate it. I responded by saying that it was too easy to say she was family to get a free dress, but not enough to include my son. She cried on the call and begged me to not ruin her day. But I didn't call because that to me was bullshit. At no point did she offer to just let my son go or apologize for it. And for anyone who said that maybe she's homophobic, I'm not sure. But I think who could be influencing her is her fiance, mm-hmm. who is a Christian and oh. has never been close to my son.
2: There you go. That's all. All all I had to know was that there's, there's an evil man with marionette strings behind this whole thing. That's always how it goes, isn't it?
1: We have so much more. I'm like scared to keep reading. Oh, my God. However, I don't care if he's doing it or not. If she wants to exclude my son from this event, then she will also be cutting ties with me. And for those who are asking for a photo of the dress, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but my son didn't agree. And unfortunately, I won't post it because of that. What an amazing dad. I was going to say,
2: it really is heartwarming to hear like parents who stand by their queer kids.
1: I, yeah.
2: Like, yeah.
1: Absolutely amazing. Amazing. This is like what a supportive parent he really said looks like
2: you're either gonna invite my kid or i will not be at the wedding have fun though
1: bye this is flawless this is flawless so we have like another short little update that was posted as a separate post on their account about eight days ago and it goes update sorry for the delay it's been a busy week many family members skipped my sister's wedding and decided to have a party at my cousin's house instead of attending the wedding (laughs)
0: <laughs> that,
2: and see that that night that that party was New York's hottest club.
1: Mm-hmm. I fear <laughs> my sister oh my is obviously very upset and has cut us all off her social media. She got another dress to get married, but everyone thought it was cheap compared to what she was going to wear.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining people at this like this like backup <laughs> party like watching the live stream of the wedding like oh that looks cute. I'm happy for you.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> And I would also like to inform you that someone already bought the dress that my son made. It was for a good price and that will help him cover his college costs. There's not much to say, but I'd just like to make this final point to let you guys know.
2: Wow. Shout out to Reddit for you just like, yeah. Yeah. Ripped the carpet out underneath Bridezilla and made somebody a fashion designer.
1: Oh Boom. my God. Amazing. I love the
2: internet. It's great.
1: I, okay. I love Reddit. Like some days it makes me want to pull out my hair, but like. Stories like this
2: And makes it worth it
1: Yeah This turned really good oh I didn't God. I didn't know there was A happy ending Okay so
2: I don't know If 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 the designer is watching this And you want to make me A wedding dress I will pay you um, I'll, Here we you go know, I'll like Klarna you If that works But <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> Pay an easy four Yeah In increments. <laughs> That's what it's
2: giving It's <laughs> me with these Beyonce tickets Like 200 today Yeah
1: Ooh There you go <laughs> oh, Yeah I love this This was great I feel like so fulfilled. I'm like <laughs> I just want to end, here, end here because oh they're no, they're, not the gonna, they're not all they're not all going to be this good. Uh.
0: Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
1: I think it was your first gig, right? Yeah, the,
2: the It dress. was also a wedding dress. It was a wedding dress, yeah. <laughs> it was my first gig. It was a With party a in, in Princeton that I threw. Well, it was Studio 54 themed. And I have a lot of inspiration from like the the club kids of the 90s, but also just like the disco like revolution in general. Yeah. Um, And a big part of like club kid fashion, like then and now, is just like extravagance. And I was like, I think like a month prior, my grandma, who like icon was like at a thrift store and like I found this wedding dress and I saw like you tweeted about wanting one like do you want it and I was like yeah it was like eight bucks at a thrift store she shipped it to me oh my god um so shout out to her
1: I love that and then
2: I'm looking at this wedding dress I'm like it'd be great to wear a wedding dress for my first gig how can we yossify it so I cut the back out of it and took like a grommet and it's just like lace and a white thong up the back
1: it was insane my friend Lauren I was like yeah I have Griffin coming on and she sent me your video and I was like I'm obsessed. <laughs> you also have like the nicest ass. I'm oh just thank like, you. I need to start squatting again. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So in your DJ experience mm-hmm. so far, do you have any horror stories of people like trying to come up and sabotage or getting a little?
2: Oh yeah. Like, well, ugh. I mean, okay. So, um, I've DJed a bit in New York and a bit in Princeton. Mm-hmm. Um, and DJing a college party is a very different experience from DJing a club. Um, DJing a college party, people come up to you and they're like. Play Peppas. And I'm like, I'm doing a disco set. People, I don't know, say the darndest things. Some, like, I was doing a set and, like, a white girl came up to me and she was like, it's Black History Month. I played Drake. And I was playing Honey Dijon, who is a black trans woman. And I was like, first of all, you saying that is crazy. Second of all, look at the board. Like, who do you, how do you not know who this is? Well, actually, I know why she doesn't know who that is. Yeah. Lack of culture. Um, And don't say that to me. Like, I. not only does it say no requests, none of that kind of request. I, yeah, people... I think, just feel very entitled to, like, the DJ space because, I don't know, they don't take it seriously enough, especially in, like, a college setting. Yeah. Um. In New York, like, of uh, the gigs that I've done, like, I'm surrounded by a lot of my friends, mm-hmm. so it's very, like, loving. Um. But people, I don't know, people love to encroach.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've been that little terror asshole girl that, like, just let me, like, can I do something? And, like, <laughs> it's total college bars, especially here in yeah. L.A. Like, there's this one place called, like, Baja Sharkies and they have like jello shots and syringes it's like the okay. most unhinged vibe and so like you can go there and like there's five other people there and you're yeah. just like
2: well if it's a low pressure environment yeah. then sure but if it's you know, especially if it's like, this is an event that I'm DJing. Like, it's not like yeah. you went to a bar and there's someone DJing. It's like you went to a DJ set. Like, yeah. you came to listen to the musical stylings of this person. And you want me to play Purple Hat? Who do you think I am? Like I
1: know. I grew out of my I grew out of my ways. It's okay. I'm, I'm evolved. I'm, proud of you. No, I'm it's evolved okay. now.
2: I, you know, every now and again, I get a request from somebody. Mm, well, the thing is, like, you have to have the music saved on a flash drive. So mm. if I don't have your song, I'm not playing your song. Yeah. I don't have it. Um, But... when <laughs> I don't, I don't know her happy for you sorry that happened i am reading all that um but it, you know sometimes because sometimes people will come up to me and request a song that is like oh that's on my set list and that mm-hmm. fits the vibe like yeah i'll play it sooner than i was going to yeah but like again if i'm doing a disco set and you come up to me and you're like oh, God, play me smooth jazz i'm like i like smooth jazz i'm not gonna play it sorry
1: no well and something i think a lot of people don't realize and. I think there's this like misconception that DJing is so easy. Yeah. And it honestly isn't. Like it's an art to it be is. able to like time the songs and mix them and just like pick the right ones that go together. It's yeah. it's an art. Well,
2: what I've understood is that um to be a DJ isn't necessarily the most difficult thing in the world. You mm-hmm. can learn the basics, learn how to do a transition and be pretty good. The best, best DJs are also producers. You know, like the ones who like command an audience, they also make their own music because, you know, music is their art form. It's not just, you know, but also like a big part of being a good DJ is picking songs, which I think people don't really understand. Like, that's why they're not taking requests because, like, there's a format to this, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like an energy curve that you're trying to cater to. You know, there's like genre specific stuff that you're playing because it's all in the same BPM range and everything has to be in the same key. Like, it's more complicated than just like, Getting in there and, like, playing a cunti playlist, like, it's you know. It's
1: so complicated. And it also makes sense why um, this DJ at a bar in Venice did not want to put on Shania Twain for me. But, I get it. Man, now. I
2: feel like a woman.
1: That's what I wanted. Yeah. Or, like, I think it was, like, Party for Two with Billy And mm, It's just, like. Yeah. But I get it now. So, this oh. next one. I don't know if it flew under the radar or if people just hated it so much that they downvoted it. Slay. Because it's four months old and has 27 upvotes.
2: Okay. It's, it's not popular.
1: T- no. <laughs> it's titled, Would I Be the Asshole If I Asked the Person My Fiance Came On To If She Would Still Be Okay With Being the DJ For Our Wedding. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Well, go ahead. I'm, I'm, you know, can't open worms everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: My 21 fiancé, 25, and I had started to get into an unhealthy habit of relying on weed to deal with our stresses instead of dealing with them. The stresses included work, family drama on both sides, unresolved trauma, and financial troubles related to wedding planning. My fiancé took an edible that ended up being way stronger than our dealer said it was going to be. Myself and some other friends who go through the same guy are pretty sure he laced our shit. Anyways, my fiancé blacked out and ended up basically sexually harassing our mutual friend who had agreed to DJ for our wedding. I'm not excusing his behavior at all. In fact, this event almost doomed our relationship. That was three months ago now. We have given up marijuana for the foreseeable future, completely banning edibles should we decide that we are in an okay enough mental space to be able to responsibly partake. We are seeing both individual therapists and a couple's counselor. I forgave him only because he was not himself when the event in question happened, and he has been doing everything in his power to make things right with the person he hurt. With the help of our counselors, we have decided to push forward with the wedding. I get the vibe that this friend thinks that the story of my fiance blacking out is a crock of shit, and I'm just trying to come up with excuses for him. Because of this, I haven't been able to really talk to her in person, despite working with her every day. I would not blame her in the slightest if she tells me to go fuck myself for even thinking she would still DJ for us. I just don't want to not communicate and then fuck her out of her time, effort, and the fee she would be expecting for her services. In a perfect world, we would all be able to sort things out in a healthy manner. However, if this were a perfect world, my fiance's intoxicated behavior wouldn't have resulted in what happened, dot, dot, dot. I planned on tacking on an extra $200 to her pay as an asshole tax if she's still okay with being our DJ. This isn't including what we planned to tip, nor would I tell her about this until the day of the event. So with this information, Reddit, would I be the asshole if I asked the person my fiance came on to if she would still be okay with being the DJ for our wedding?
2: Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> you what that would be super weird I,
1: what you're lucky she's not pressing charges I know like okay also the person
2: was like oh you know we haven't spoken in a long time so like I don't want to just like ignore them and then and be blindsided by me like dropping their payment I'm like first of all I'm sure your friend is doing fine like I'm sure she doesn't need your your wedding gig to like pay the bills no Um, and like if you're so worried about this friendship maybe like talk to them about like you know what has happened and about your friendship before you're you're like it feels like there's like a like a charity complex going on like oh like we're gonna give them a little bit extra money like i don't want to blindside them without like with like dropping a gig and i'm like your fiance like sexually harassed this person i think that's the least of their worries yeah like, you, i like if i were the like the dj the friend i would be kind of aghast that they're still getting married and you know what like yeah you do you like i'm not gonna tell you you can't marry this person but Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, like,
1: no, that's what it is. Well, and if you were actually friends with this person, I would never marry someone who did this. Right. But if you were actually friends with them, you would think she would go to her and say, I am so sorry this happened. I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. So I just want. To like relieve you of DJ duties, yeah. like I don't want to put you in that position to be around I mean, him. Like,
2: whatever involvement that this person wants is the, the involvement they're going to get. Yeah, you know, like that, like especially given like this is already like a very like crazy circumstance. Like the fact that the marriage is still happening and that the person, yeah, like maybe still wants to attend is is surprising to me. But like that person needs the agency. That person needs to be like I'm going to be able to DJ or I'm not going to DJ or I'm not going to mm-hmm. come to the wedding at all because at the end of the day, like. They're the victim. Like, that's, yeah. like, some fucked up shit that happened. And to be like, hey, like, do you still want to DJ for us? How, how, what happened to hello? How are you? Hmm? Where did that go?
1: I know. Just have a fucking conversation. Yeah. So the overall vote on this one is really surprising. It's everyone sucks. Like... Like including the DJ. What did the fi-
2: oh great okay you all suck especially the person who got assaulted that makes sense.
1: I don't get this one at all. But the top comment is an everyone sucks vote. So let's see, everyone sucks, and by that I mean you and your fiance, no. not the friends.
2: Okay, slay. Yeah, that makes sense. Just you guys say can you're- yeah get married together and yeah. and invite nobody and then live in a house together and invite nobody.
1: Just say you're the <laughs> asshole. Like yeah, you're the asshole. It's a clear point. I would suggest you both seek therapy if you aren't already in it. As someone who has taken many edibles, it has never made me want to harass anyone. I would take a deep look at this relationship because he may behave that way again. Mm -hmm. And this DJ clearly isn't your friend. If you think she should be chill after being basically sexually harassed,
2: also like the yeah the the like weird ambiguity around all the language is like a telltale sign of like this is much more serious than Mm -hmm. you're letting on. And also, like, I don't know, I hate when people are like, oh, they got really fucked up and now they're off, like, that drug, so they're not going to do this again. And I'm like, drugs don't make people do things that they wouldn't do. They, it, like, it gives them the the lower inhibition to go through with things they've been thinking about doing. Yeah. And you, yeah. like, can't attribute, like, that kind of behavior to the drug. Like, that's that person. Sure, like, maybe they should not be taking crazy edibles all the time if, like, you know, for, like, a, as, like, a harm reduction kind of thing. But yeah. Mm, that's that's your fiance. That's not the drugs.
1: it's weird. I mean, I got some laced weed edibles from mm-hmm. a man off of um like the light rail subway system in Minneapolis. and it was like this really good lemon poppy seed loaf. And mm. I just wanted to make a friend. I was drunk. He had Jimmy John's. He gave me a free sandwich too wow. on top of the edibles. like he gave me like a lot of stuff for free. and I just, I love presents. So I took this- I like three
2: things too. I get it. (laughs) I know. I'm going to be careful though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I took this edible and me and my three other friends split it four ways and it was a pretty big loaf Mm -hmm. and we were like very much so like edible virgins. Mm -hmm. No idea what we were getting into. And we couldn't tell if we got super high or if it was laced, but like it felt like an acid trip would feel. Oh, Like I felt like I was in, um, you know, that really creepy part in- Fantasia where it's like those elephants and it's like different kaleidoscope color elephants
2: Uh, Shapes and colors the likes of which i've never seen literally
1: that was my life and i'm like i'm sitting there I had like one hand and one foot on the wall I'm trying to just like come back to reality and i'm like, oh my god, so i've had that experience and i didn't want to hurt anyone no
2: no like no drugs make people do that like i don't know like i don't know i i, I shouldn't say that like perhaps there is some chemical concoction that the cia has but like we're not it's an edible like girl yeah. get it together like yeah. yeah
1: no this is this is very weird and
2: uh, it's always these edibles ain't shit and then 10 minutes later face down
1: yeah mm-hmm. always oh my god my boyfriend took like 6 before bed ones cuz he's like they don't work
2: uh, and then he went to the
1: dentist super high and he was like, I could feel every scratch on my tooth. I'm
2: done. Oh, my God. Yeah. My first edible experience, I was like, I like went, I did it. And I was like, I don't feel anything. And then take more. And then sure enough. like moving furniture at my grandparents' place the next day. Like, hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the happening? The furniture starts talking. And, like literally, be our guest.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, moving along.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
1: This one was found by my lovely assistant Willow. All right, thank, thank you, you, Willow. Uh, so it's two years old. So vintage. Yeah, we're pulling it from the archives. It's titled "Am I the asshole for telling my non-binary husband to change his clothes?"
2: i sorry, entering with non-binary husband is already kind of a red flag, but I guess I don't know how this what this person's comfortable with. So
1: I am curious. Yeah, I haven't read this the one. Benefit
2: of the doubt. uh,
1: (laughs) My husband has massive gender dysphoria and recently came out as non-binary, he slash him, which isn't an issue. The issue is he can't hold down a job, and now we're losing the flat because of his loss of employment due to discrimination in his last job. To be blunt, he's dot dot quite open. He spoke openly about his sexuality, bisexual, and gender identity in his last workplace office, and it offended the manager. He also has super long hair, likes wearing lots of makeup, and dresses, quote, traditionally feminine, minus skirts and such. He has a job interview today. We were told if he can't secure this job, we're most likely going to lose the flat. He says he wants to wear makeup for the interview, which is fine, but I admittedly was cringing inside because I knew how he does it. He emerges happily from the bathroom with knee-high, shiny, high heel boots, bright pink eyeshadow, sparkles scattered across his entire face, and deep cat liner. I stopped him and asked if he was actually going to walk into the interview like that, and he got immediately angry and started yelling at me, before sulking to the sink to wash his makeup off. He's also opted for Doc Martens instead of the boots. The thing is, I don't really care what he identifies as, and all of the other days happily go out with him when he's dressed like that but I feel terrible telling him not to be himself for the sake of his employment and a flat. It was already hard enough for jobs to take him seriously before he properly came out due to his super long hair, but now it's worse. And we kinda can't afford right now for a job to find a reason to discriminate against him. As wrong as that sounds, dot dot, am I the asshole."
2: Oh, this is this one's fun and complicated. I this mean This is like, a really tough one. So I think as a queer person who is often entering spaces that make me feel like I need to like mute myself and dumb myself down how to be palatable, I like have had, you know, I have the voice of maternalized homophobia in my head. That's mm-hmm. like, don't wear makeup to like the interviewer to the presentation with like the engineering people because they don't they don't like that. Um and I think that like, especially when circumstances are dire, it's fair to feel a certain way. But like are you really willing to compromise like your like tolerance of a person on the basis of like I don't know, like obviously the situation is dire, like we might lose our house. Yeah. But like it kind of it kind of begs the question, like, do you think that your partner is taking this seriously? Which I would argue that they do, because they live in the house too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and like, do you think he would be doing this if compromising his own self expression wasn't like, just as harmful an experience as losing a house. I'm like, that's how I see it. Like, for trans people, queer people, non-binary people, like, feeling comfortable in your expression, like, your mode of expression, your identity, like, the things you wear, and, like, feeling personally validated is, like, life or death. And we see that in, like, statistics, like, like of, like, mental health and suicide rates among queer people that, like, it's not just about, like, I want to wear the pretty thing because it makes me feel pretty. It's about, I want to wear this because it, it... makes me feel like a person and if I'm not dressing the way that is an extension of my identity I feel like dysphoric like out of my body inhuman and also like I don't know the big thing here is that like it's understandable to be like I'm really worried about this because I they need to get this job but if you're entering this space and they don't accept you on the basis of oh I'm wearing glitter and I'm you know not only is like, why would you want to have that job in the first place? But you won't be able to retain that job unless you continue to mute yourself. And now you're basically pigeonholing your partner into a job and a life, which is it is it, the, one of the precedents of it is that you have to have gender dysphoria.
1: Yeah. And so not like, be yourself.
2: Like that that house is going away later if it doesn't go away now, because they're not going to want to stay in it. Like he's not going to want to stay in a job that he has to, you know, de yastify himself for.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. I literally want to, like, roll the tape back and replay what you said about, like, clothes and how it's Mm -hmm. not just, like, muting yourself. It's, like, essentially not. Do you remember? I, like, literally, I was, like, I. It's
2: an out-of-body experience. I was
1: just, like, in awe just now, though. I was, like, mic drop. Like, just the way you articulated that, I think a lot of people, it might click in people's heads. It's, like. You're not dressing like that to be extra or to be loud. Sometimes I dress to
2: be extra. But yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it's more so, it's like, this is just me. Like, this Mm -hmm. is me. I'm not doing it for other people. Like, and ask yourself in the morning, like, why do you pick what you pick? Right. When you get dressed, Mm -hmm. that person is picking what they're picking because they like it, it's Mm -hmm. their comfort
2: no it's yeah wow oh. i'm gonna
1: like insert it as i edit i'm gonna be like okay reinsert that again <laughs> so i can just like yeah reminisce but with it's, it. but it's
2: it's real like i think that people don't understand it because like a lot of cis people navigate the world in a way that is like i know what i'm meant to wear and that's what i wear and so diverging from that doesn't feel too uncomfortable every once in a while because it's like oh it's halloween i'll wear a dress like mm-hmm. and men will do something silly and goofy and put on a wig and i'm like oh you're so special um but like <laughs> if somebody like told you as like, I don't know if somebody told like a cis person that they like a cis man they had to wear a dress every day think of the fit that they would throw It'd be like a magnitude 10 earthquake girl like mm-hmm. people and and it's it's for good reason because you should never be forced to wear something you don't want to wear but like I think that a lot of people don't understand that fashion is not just like performance art yeah that like and it can be and it often is but like day-to-day fashion and like your day-to-day like expression and like physical existence is Like a part of you. Like it's Mm -hmm. a part of your identity. It's a part of your personhood. And to like strip somebody of that. For one interview, which in reality would be that entire job and in many ways like their life to come yeah is like robbing them of personhood
1: well and that's what my thought was too where it's like you should show up to the interview as yourself Mm -hmm. and if they're gonna discriminate against you like you don't like you said you don't want to work there it's is that even going to be a safe place for you
2: probably not like if they're gonna gonna... kick you out because you're wearing glitter in an interview
1: yeah they're gonna kick
2: you out if you wear glitter to work (laughs)
1: yeah and Mm. it's a tough line because i get like we're gonna lose our house like we're gonna be homeless And so I get also, you know, in her head, she's like, please just suck it up for one interview. But it's like, how many times are you willing to compromise yourself? Like, okay, if I suck it up for today, am I going to have to keep sucking it up for the next six months? The thing is,
2: it's not one interview. Because if they don't, if they wouldn't give you the job on that precedent, then they're not going to let you keep the job in that precedent. And it's like, I don't know. I think that it's just, it's sort of like a narrow-minded experience. Um, expectation from somebody who like, clearly empathizes with this person but mm-hmm. doesn't have the lived experience of like a gender nonconforming or like a non-binary or trans person because yeah. the lived experience of that like this is an ongoing thing mm-hmm. like cutting it off for one day is not really an option
1: yeah I also hate how gendered we've made fashion mm-hmm. and it's like it's almost that whitewash because there's so many other cultures that don't have fashion where it's like that yeah. like I think about and I've watched way too much Outlander but like <laughs> Jamie in a kilt hottest dude out there i'm like i wish my boyfriend would wear a kilt i wish he was scottish and would do it and it's not just scottish you yeah, know culture vibes. Uh, yeah, yeah let's go baby but it's like there's japanese culture where the men have a certain like dress mm-hmm. i mean there's so many other cultures and there was a video i saw honestly maybe it was yours before i even like knew you but it was um around the time when there was so much outrage about harry styles wearing a dress it
2: might have been me actually was it (laughs) i mean wait what was it tell me
1: well okay so it was like a stitch and it was like there's so many other cultures that wear dresses or wear Mm. feminine things and it was like a kilt and then the japanese
2: i don't know if it was me but it's something that i've definitely said before it was amazing well in a lot of ways like the rigid gender structure, like like the cis binary that we enforce in America, is like a byproduct of colonialism, and that's mm-hmm. why like there are so many non-white like cultures and nationalities and like just communities that don't experience gender in the same way as us. And not, yeah. it's not to say that like other people's experience of gender is not flawed because it's you yeah, know, I mean people are flawed, but like it like like there are so many like other cultures. I mean, also like there are lots of like countries that have like more than two genders yeah like, There are two-spirit people there like hydras and like there's there's so much to like unpack there and i don't know for people to be like oh it's it's biology this is what you're meant to wear and i'm like well they're not doing it anywhere else in the world so who made you the biology professor
1: also there's more than two sexes
2: Mm-hmm. oh there's so many like, like grocery bag surprise reach in and pick one out
1: <laughs> i people like forget that there's intersex all the time and it's like one in one in every two thousand babies born is intersex mm-hmm. like, well
2: and it's also it's just, it's calculated that up to seventy percent of the people that are intersex don't know and will never know because mm-hmm. it's like a it's a genetic test that they don't really do. Like, yeah, they look at you and decide if you're a boy or a girl based on your genitals, which problematic in lots of ways. It's just
1: external genitals. Like no. you could literally have an external vagina and then and have STs internal testicles, or like
2: a penis and a uterus. A lot slay. of people don't
1: find out until they have health complications mm-hmm. or try to get pregnant or have kids and then yeah. find out, like. this is not what i thought so
2: well in many ways uh, the argument that i always end up at is like why do we care so much about nature like why do we fetishize being natural i'm like nothing about that silicone and all the gmos you're eating is natural why do you care so much about like what's in your chromosomes like there's nothing natural about that jewel you're hitting every 30 seconds girl
1: my dna is probably so altered from all the plastic and play-doh but
2: like slay who cares uh, we're on a floating rock (laughs)
1: It's so wild, so wild. So we have an update on this. Okay. So the top comment was not the asshole. Mm. This is not about what he identifies as. Anyone, cis women included, can't walk into an interview like that. Honestly, if he has near to none self-interest in providing for himself, I would reevaluate my relationship with him. 12,000 upvotes. Mm,
2: Fascinating. Yeah. Also, like the cis women included thing, I don't know. Whenever people like try to like levy misogyny to perpetrate transphobia, I get like the turf alarm goes off in my head. Mm-hmm. This is a little more vague, so I'm not gonna draw yeah. any conclusions. But like the
1: next comment okay. spells it out for, yeah. for us. Um they quote what OP describes that he was wearing, like knee-high, shiny, high heel yeah. boots, bright pink eyeshadow, blah, blah, blah. And they go, Yeah, dot, 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 dot. Regardless of perceived gender, I would all caps not be hiring anyone who thought that was appropriate clothing for an interview for anything but stripper or prostitute ah
2: there we go there mmm, funny how that works
1: came out came out real quick
2: it's also just why do people care so much about professionalism is a curse like i find it so stupid it's used to perpetrate sexism transphobia racism like everything under the sun why do you want everyone to look the same like, also, like, you're at, like, what, an office at Goldman Sachs? Like, nobody's really looking in there. Why do you care that everyone wears a suit? Like,
1: Oh, I saw this video of this woman who kept getting reported from her HR for wearing mm-hmm. too sexual or revealing clothing.
2: Which, like, to what? Is, like, a tube top? Girl, get over it.
1: It was a sweater dress that oh just that just fit her body. Yeah. High neck, covered her boobs. There right. was no cleavage, but she had boobs. Right. That was the problem. You
2: have boobs. You got, like, a back roll. They're like, it's revealing. I'm like unfortunately they don't make clothing for people like this like people this size so it's not only hard to find stuff that um, doesn't fit you like too tight but like this is this person's body like why do you care?
1: No I have boobs and like no matter Mm. what I wear if it like doesn't go up to my neck like a turtleneck I'm going to look booby like it's perceived that way way. like thank you. I want to look booby they're not I don't know how much longer They're going to be here for <laughs> I got them packed up today I'm dead uh, It's just like It just hurts my back At this point yeah. You know Just But my boyfriend's Very sad about it <laughs> So we'll see maybe, the We'll see I just maybe I'll do some Some bench presses And we'll we'll get them perkier okay. And I'll be fine Sled. Um. So The overall vote Was not the asshole Wow And so for the update He just got back From his job interview And seems in higher spirits He apologized for yelling at me and told me he understands where I was coming from. He's still adamant he didn't feel himself, to which I've offered to sit and help him find inspo online slash practice new looks together. Mm. He's happy to. So
2: this is the thing. The situation does deserve nuance because it is kind of like a dire situation. Mm -hmm. And I understand how somebody presented with this circumstance would be like, oh, like sound the alarm. Like we need to, we need to be really precise about this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think honestly, only time will tell is if this person has made the correct decision. Because yeah. now if you're sending your you know, non-binary partner off to this job every day and one of two things is going to happen, which is either they're going to feel dysphoric because they have to dress a certain way or they're going to get fired because they are dressing a certain way and getting, like, if one of those two things happened, then you will have learned your lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. The situation deserves, it's, it's one of those things where I don't know what's going on in these people's heads. Yeah. I don't really know, but I- you know, proceed with caution. Whenever somebody's telling me how to dress, I'm like, careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and they go on to say, he said the interviewer was an old traditional lad. So he was actually glad I convinced him to change. Apparently, it went really well and they got on good. Thank you all for the responses. Take care. Stay safe. Yeah. Second slash final update. Basically, just, whoa, I didn't expect so many people to be here. Thanks for the awards. To clear some stuff up, I haven't been legally allowed to work in this country until a few days ago. Mm -hmm. But later after I posted this, I got a phone call saying I've been given a full-time job I applied for. My husband is still unfortunately employed and waiting to hear back, but has another interview later this week. At least now, we're not going to be at risk anymore, considering that I'm in full-time employment myself. Mm-hmm. I'm helping him pick out professional professional gender-neutral looks in the meantime and have found some nice options.
2: It's a lot to unpack. I mean, like, You know, there's like navigating the world as a queer person is not easy. And I think that I I and a lot of people, more so than me, like Mm -hmm. who don't have some of the privileges that I do, like are confronted with this issue of am I going to make myself more palatable and sacrifice my personhood in many ways? Or am I going to exist exactly how I want to and face the consequences of that? Um and it's it's a decision a decision I make every day. But when other people are making the decision, things get a little complicated.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's just hard because I think there are certain jobs Mm -hmm. like I think about my um, like my boyfriend's stepdad who's a CPA Mm -hmm. and like if this person were to walk in for a CPA interview he'd probably be like okay interesting and it's sad that we have these constructs where it's like CPAs are supposed to dress this way and if you think about you know a bartender a bartender can wear whatever they want because that's a different service Mm -hmm. industry like and that's It shouldn't be like that. Like, people should just be able to wear what they want. And it's like, okay, how can we move past this? And
2: Yeah. There are certainly, like, because obviously there are positions and jobs you can have that require certain clothing. One is, like, if it's for safety or cleanliness. Yes. obviously. Yeah, we don't want
1: OSHA violations. Right.
2: None of that. Um, (laughs) Or if it's, like, I don't know, if everyone has a uniform, but, like, you should also be, you know, take care to not make the uniforms, like, so overtly gendered and then force people to wear certain things. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the end of the day, like... Unless it is out of, like, health, safety, um, kind of, like, full stop. Yeah. Then, like, why are we forcing people to wear certain things? Because, like, what's come out of that notion of professionalism and the rigidity of that is um, black women's hairstyles are unprofessional. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Like, That's, queer people. Yeah. Like, the presence of being queer, unprofessional. Like, it is just. it's just— like you're just discriminating against people because you want to, not mm-hmm. because it's unprofessional.
1: No, it definitely is an excuse to be mm-hmm. able to discriminate in a way you can get away with. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stinky. For sure. Well, it seems like it's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. She got a job. I also like. I, I know he got f- let go or mm-hmm. whatever from his last place for discrimination. Which sue their asses. Right. Sue them.
2: That house gonna be yours.
1: Yeah. Fuck sue a mortgage.
2: Em. I'm going
0: to own this whole neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Name it after myself.
1: <laughs> okay, moving along.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer instead of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by one. Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: Okay, so this next one. Am I the asshole for getting a makeover to mess with my brother-in-law? I, 20 male, to put it bluntly, look like a girl. Definitely a flat-chested one, but still. I guess I'm just unlucky in the genetics department. Most people think I'm just a tomboy, but still, it gets a bit annoying people thinking I'm a girl. I'm pretty comfortable with myself now, but I did used to get bullied a lot for it and can be a bit sensitive about it. My sister's, 26 female, husband, 30 male, is always making jokes about it. I've told him to stop, but he never does, since it's all just jokes." I've gotten (laughs) sick of it and wanted to get him back instead of being my usual timid self and not saying anything. I went out of my way to get some friends and younger sister to give me a makeover a little before they were to come over. Basically, make me look as girly as possible. Slay. They did a pretty good job. And turns out, if I'm all made up, I look a lot like a younger version of my older sister.
2: Oh, that probably made him real upset. Oh, keep going.
1: (laughs) When they came over, I made sure to act as girly as possible. He was visibly very uncomfortable, so I was definitely winning this one. (laughs) They left very early, and I got a text from my sister calling me an asshole for making her husband uncomfortable. Uh. She told a few family members, but most are on my side, but a few think that what I did was childish and in asshole territory. So... Am I the asshole?
2: No, girl, you slayed. You are girly pop through and through.
1: I love this. So we we do have an update with this one, which okay. is um, which is pretty cool.
2: Do you want to go right into it? Or do you want my take now?
1: I you you
2: okay. Give it to me. Um, love her vibe. Very proud of him. Him.
1: We're we are seeing twenty male. Okay. So we're as of right so now him.
2: 20 you know, mail. If that updates, good for you. This is what I said. Remember <laughs> the, the pipeline twinks to she, they.
0: Mm. It happens often.
2: You'd be surprised. I'm like on, on the pipeline currently. Um, but, um, Little trains just right, chugging yeah, along yeah. down. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> choo
2: <Choo-choo>. choo. <laughs> okay. Um, no, obviously um, not the asshole. Like, like literally, Slay. Um, I, this is the thing. Like, it's clear that queerness makes this man uncomfortable Mm -hmm. which is fascinating because it started out as like queerness in what i assume is not a queer person and if they are queer like this is not along the lines of their queerness like i they haven't come out as trans Mm -hmm. like they're saying like i am a boy people think i'm a girl a lot which and like people made jokes about it which upsets me um which makes me think that they are a boy Mm -hmm. or man um and like i don't know like then like his sister's husband is like making jokes about it because he clearly has Externalize and internalize homophobia. Like, you know, men shouldn't look like women. And if they do, that's like comedic because it goes against, you know, our little rules that we have in our head. So mm-hmm. he's making fun of him. And so he was like, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw on a lace front, get this beat on and like slay as hard as I possibly can. And that made somebody upset. And it's just, okay, sorry that you were upset. Not my problem.
1: Not at all. And it seems like, there's maybe a little projection from the brother in law, mm-hmm. like some well, resentment, or I don't know what it is, but I think the fact that he looked so much like his older sister mm-hmm. when having a full face on.
2: Oh. Like
1: I'm sure the husband walked in and was like, damn. Oh, no, he's she's hot. hot. It's
2: like that, it's like the SpongeBob clip. Where he's like, just imagine him in your underwear. Oh, no, he's hot. <laughs> like,
1: I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> now I need to do some research. Um,
2: it's just like, yeah. Well, okay.
1: He's I, probably like feeling so uncomfortable yeah, in himself because he's like- because he's into it. That's been shoved down. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's been shoved down for so long. And I don't want to speculate too much. But like, no. otherwise, why the right. bullying? Why the harassment? So, oh,
2: God. I mean, well- I, I always ta- I always tread lightly in this area because I do think that sometimes we shouldn't attribute homophobia to queerness. Like, mm-hmm. not every homophobe is a closeted gay person. Yeah, Some of them, or a lot of them, are just homophobes. That being said, there still are some who are closeted gay people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've encountered it quite a bit where, you know, they get all mad at you because they're into you.
1: Well, and- did you just see the um, governor for... Oh,
2: the lieutenant governor of Tennessee?
1: Yes, and he literally passed uh, an anti- like trans law in yeah. Tennessee no more drag I believe is what it is
2: so yeah I think it's actually because it's the lieutenant governor who was in the Instagram comments is not that the, who it the is the governor governor okay. but like, obviously he's like rallying people, behind the troops exactly.
1: here exactly people in power um,
2: and the drag ban is crazy because it, it bans it bans drag but it also bans like being trans because it's like like male or female impersonators which to a Republican you know law enforcement person like they're they, you know they're gonna do whatever they can yeah. they, they would they probably arrest like a cis gay guy cause they're like you're wearing a crop top that's female impersonation like I don't know they're gonna use it to do whatever they want
1: absolutely um, and it's so fucking annoying because in the th- comment section of that twink girl oh. what is going on <laughs> oh yeah so this lieutenant governor <laughs> mm-hmm. is commenting on this person's thirst trap Instagram posts and I'm not sure how that person identifies I think it's a. I think
2: I think he's a boy it's I think he's a man but I I mean yeah like, kind of no point like, it, like
1: very revealing like basically oh. dick out hand covering dick yeah. squatting and the lieutenant governor is commenting You look so good.
2: You turn a day into rainbows and sunshine. What is happening?
1: You know people can see your comments, right, dude? Like
2: He probably doesn't know how to use the
1: internet. No, no chance. No chance. Mm. But it just goes to show like these people again and again. Lindsey Graham, who is actually Lady G. Oh my God. You have have so many other people in these positions of power that go against what directly is them that they're hiding. It's
2: hilarious and crazy and quite scary. It's terrifying. There's like... You know, I think often about that um that video of Laverne Cox where they're like, she's like, I think more men in the rap community should come out. And they're like, are there a lot of closeted guys? And she goes, girl. <laughs> like, That's a like, lot of, yeah, a yeah. lot of just people in power, like men in power who are doing homophobic things a lot of times. Because, like, it's one thing to be homophobic, but to be so homophobic that you feel the need to, like, put gay people down is giving, like, I have my own issues to reflect yeah. on. And it's not everyone. There definitely are regular homophobes, but mm-hmm. there's, there's a select few who've got... The gears are spinning, blood yeah. is flowing, the mm-hmm. Instagram comments are commenting.
1: Don't you just want to be happy, like, people that are like that? Like, don't you just want to be yourself and be happy? I think and they're not, so
2: brainwashed. Like, that, why do they, you have yeah.
1: to? I just can't imagine. And there's some people out there, like, I I had a conversation with someone in my life recently, and they're like, I just, like, don't really understand, like, what it would feel like to be trans, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, ask yourself this: like, you struggle with depression, yeah. like you don't want to be sad, you want to be happy. So if you could do something to change that, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? That's all it is. Yeah, like trans people are just trying to be themselves. Yeah, they're just trying to be happy. It's yeah. hard enough to be happy. Yeah, let people be fucking happy. No, I
2: know. Well, that's why that argument too is like, I don't get it, and I'm like, you don't well, have to. Like the point is that you don't because you're not. Mm-hmm. And like if you think that it's a choice, this should be an easy way to debunk that. You don't feel it because you are not it. And that's okay. But you're yeah. not trans. But trans people are and they know that. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, you know, they've existed forever. They're going to continue to exist forever. And they exist everywhere. It's not like some product of like wokeism. Like it, it is a part of human history. It's a part yeah. of our society. It's a part of human biology in many ways but you know
1: it's wild mm-hmm. let's get into the updates okay. top comment first is not the asshole brother-in-law is obviously the asshole but your sister is also the asshole <laughs> for letting this behavior continue and mm. even defending it geez edit props to your younger sister she's a real one little emoji Uh, very typical redditor armchair analysis your brother-in-law is either homophobic or has a thing for femboys there it is laughing my ass off oh thing for femboys or both Mm. um and op goes yes she is a real one but she always wanted to give me a makeover so she wins as well Mm. um edit number one fuck off to anyone using reddit care resources to be bigots no one likes you Edit number two, got a text from my sister that I'm a giant piece of shit and ruining her marriage.
2: (laughs) Oh, girl, if that ruins your marriage, your marriage is doomed. Done. Doomed. Donezo.
1: I don't think I will be seeing them anytime soon, but just in case, I'm going to try and have a proper conversation with my parents about everything and see if we cannot have them in the house for a while. Since I only pay rent to live with them, I don't really get a say, Mm. but I hope my parents support me. Update number one which is coming about a week later. Thank you everyone for all the feedback, positivity, acceptance, and some laughs. It's been a wild few days. I had to sit down with my parents and had a big talk about my feelings. They agreed that my sister's husband's husband wouldn't be welcome in the house anymore. The only reason they didn't do or say anything about it is because they thought it didn't bother me and know I'm Mm. a tough cookie. They apologized for that and said they would speak out more in the future if anything like this happens again.
2: Great parents.
1: There we go again. Yeah. My older sister has been texting me a lot, calling me all sorts of names, saying I'm ruining her marriage. She also visited yesterday, and as soon as she came into the house, she started screaming at me and things got heated. So my parents also banned her from coming over till she can apologize for her behavior and letting her husband continue to make me feel uncomfortable.
2: You're ruining my marriage. My fiance likes femboys now. What am I going to do, girl? You were doomed.
1: (laughs) On a more positive note, I've been exploring myself a lot these couple of days with my twin sister. She told me not to call her my younger sister, but we are a day apart, so I'll always call her my younger sister. LOL. It's all in good fun. (laughs) She helped me a lot with clothes and makeup, even experimenting with what pronouns I like. I think I may be trans, but there's still a lot of exploring to do.
2: Come over. Come to the dark side.
1: (laughs) I hope it's a worthwhile update for you. It's not too exciting or drama filled, but things are working out and it's at least an exciting time for me, even with some of the negativity. I do have to say, though, thank you so much, brother-in-law. I wouldn't have explored my identity without you. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, yeah, that's why when conflict like this happens, I'm always like, you got a glass half full at first of all because that's the only way that I get through life but I'm like you know what this person was a piece of shit to begin with like at the very least like this they served as a vessel for you to understand yourself and now you don't got to deal with her anymore she's banned from the house perfect
1: I love it there is one final update Mm -hmm. from October 10th 2022 Okay. trigger warning for this update though you guys it does contain talks of sexual assault and attempted rape I would say Mm -hmm. I think that's a good umbrella Um, Everything has been quiet from my older sister and brother-in-law. Me and my other sisters have been having a blast helping me explore my identity. I even went out clubbing with them, dressed up, and it was so fun. I've been going by she, her since my last update and by a different name to see how it feels, and it's felt right. But who knows? Maybe I like these pronouns and might not be trans. Either way, exploring takes a while, and I'm learning, and you can always discover more about yourself. On a less positive note, my brother-in-law and sister being quiet and not seeing them came to a quick end last night. Brother-in-law came to the house drunk, mumbling things about how I ruined his marriage, calling me names, and other bullshit. He went to the side of the house and entered through the back door that we never lock. It was a very scary moment. He came after me and tried to push my head into his crotch, and when that didn't work, he tried pulling my pants down and pushing me to the ground. Thankfully, my sister was there to pull him off and threaten him with a kitchen knife. He left right away, and we called the police and my parents, who were out at the same time. My parents came straight away, but police didn't show up till two hours later to basically just say they can't do anything, and that if we want to go to the courthouse for a restraining order, we could. My parents tried calling and texting my sister to tell her what happened and why he did what he did, but all she texted back was, fuck off. I'm very shaken up right now but I'm not going to let it get to me. My parents are going to get me a psychologist so that I can talk about this and other problems I feel and maybe also help me explore my identity a bit. I'm sorry this wasn't a more positive update than my previous one, but I always appreciate the support of everyone on Reddit, even if there are a few assholes. Damn. Um, um, I would have stabbed his ass.
2: Oh, no. Like, yeah. End it right there. The minute that he chose to take my pants off or face in the... No. Uh-uh. Your life over. Sorry, girl. That's crazy. Also, like...
1: A psychopath.
2: Yeah. It Um, is just... It's... Well, it's it's crazy to me how, like, like that lifestyle and line of thought, like, really causes brain rot in that way. Like, that you... That, as somebody who has repressed their sexuality all their life, then turns to, like, violence against the people that you're, like, attracted to. And then sexual violence because you're attracted to them. Like, it
1: what were you going to do? No, rape her. Like, like what it makes were no you? makes no
2: fucking sense. It's disgusting. It's crazy. And it's, it's, it's unfortunately not uncommon. Like it's a lot of people who they repress their, you know, their identity and their desires. And then it comes out later as violence. And it's like, well, you're too far gone from helping. Like that's for yeah. damn sure.
1: I am looking at OP's account. There mm-hmm. is actually another update from four months ago and another one from three months ago. So, for update number three, um, basically, the brother-in-law came back, and so I just want to give a little update since some of you people would like one. My brother-in-law came to the house again to apologize. <sighs> Luckily, I wasn't there, and my dad chased him off while calling the police. Yeah. This time, they came- Good dad. <laughs> yeah. In an appropriate time, about 20 minutes later, there was nothing they could do except advise my parents and me to get a restraining order. So, that's what I did. Right now, I have I only have an IRO that lasts about 20 or something days. Um, like that and if he doesn't show up to court in those days I'll get a more permanent VRO. Yeah. And um I know a lot of you like to follow along with people's accounts like our listeners they kind of like to like see the person's account. Yeah. Um so the final post on this account is about OP's dad passing. Oh. So the title is I feel like I'm going to break after my dad passed. And seems like they were there during. And so I don't want to get into that one, yeah. but I just know like you guys really do get attached to the people mm-hmm. that we read their stories. So if you, the listeners, want to reach out, I will be sure to post OP's account in the description. Um, but I'm sure it would be appreciated any support um, and things like that, because what a tumultuous time oh to be God. like yeah. finding yourself and then lose
2: like one of your biggest supporters. One of your one like.
1: Yeah, yeah, like your ally, like the dad was chasing the brother-in-law off and being so supportive. And then to lose him at such a monumental, tumultuous time in your life, it just.
2: Yeah. It just, to me, it really does highlight the value of community. You know, Um, your family isn't just your family, but your chosen family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now that you've ever mentioned come to the dark side, you have all of us.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if you are listening to, I'll send you the link, but. I wish you the best. It sounds like you have a very supportive family. Mm-hmm. Fuck your brother-in-law. Fuck keep that, that Keep that restraining order going. Ugh. And we wish you the best. Okay. One last one. I'm like, I need to find a little bit of an upper, but yeah. like none of these are uppers. Ugh. We have a revenge story. And I'm kind of curious what you think about it.
2: Um, okay. I mean, yeah, let's hear it. I like revenge from now on. You know, if it's, if it's executed well, Revenge. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm okay. really,
1: I'm personally really torn about it. So we're going to yeah. see. Okay. So this is posted. Um, well, I'm on the Wayback Machine because it actually got removed. So on March 4th, it was posted two days ago. So you guys know I'm not good at math. So have with that what you will.
2: Wait, on March, so to, March 2nd?
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank God no, you're it's here. Okay. <laughs>
2: My my, my my Princeton math skills, hard You're at work. You're
1: so good at math.
2: Um, I'm like, okay, I'm at math.
1: You're really good.
2: Oh, thanks. You know, I do my best.
1: <laughs> Two days, Morgan. Like, what the fuck, you guys? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, it is titled, um, and it's from r slash Petty Revenge, and it's titled, Neighbor called the cops on me smoking weed, so I outed him to his family.
2: <sighs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. let's get into it. <laughs> I
1: know. And the... I don't want I'm gonna not spoil here we go first off where I'm from weed is illegal I'm very conscious about the smell and I understand that for non-smokers the smell of weed is horrendous I completely understand why and I always do my best to avoid any discomfort to anyone That's why I usually smoke late at night when I know that everyone should be asleep Including my downstairs neighbors. We live in an old apartment building The thing with this guy is that he's a heavy tobacco smoker, and I can always hear him coming in and out of the terrace, mostly because he shuts the door so damn hard that all the walls shake. From the pattern of slamming doors, I can tell that he smokes his last cigarette around 2.30 a.m. Therefore, I decided to go for my nightly puff at 3 a.m. I opened the windows, turned on the oil diffuser that is also anti-tobacco, and lit up my joint. 15 minutes later, cops knock on my door. Alongside them is my neighbor, Mm. and I get taken to the police department for statements. I end up with a warning for possession, a fine for disturbing the peace at night, and a sleepless night. Before this point, he wasn't exactly a friendly neighbor either, but his wife was sweet. From the few interactions I had with her, the first few days after I moved in, he always gave me a death stare, but I assumed he was just grumpy. Fast forward a few days. I'm scrolling through Grinder when a new profile pops up at the very top of my list. All of my neighbors are mostly elderly people, so I was quite confused as to who this is. I clicked on his profile and it was him. God. <laughs> I started a conversation with him, sent him a pic of a friend with consent, of course, <laughs> To pretend I was him
2: That's catfish And a couple
1: of hours later We were sexting And he sent me a couple of nudes The next morning I caught his wife Before going to work And showed her everything When he came home from work I could hear a lot of crying And he eventually got kicked out It's worth mentioning That they also have a 16 year old kid Oh
2: uh, oh god
1: I'm very satisfied with my revenge <laughs> But I also feel terribly sorry for both the wife and child. They didn't deserve this. What do you think?
2: Oh, this is a fun one. I'm giving
1: us like very tough moral debates. No, I know because
2: okay, because there is a part of me that's like outing people is never okay.
1: Never should out someone. But
2: also, like, I don't. Like, first of all. I don't know what the age gap between them is. Yeah. I guess they didn't really specify.
1: No, um, no, no, no.
2: But also, like, I mean, outing somebody on the basis of their cheating on you is, I think, a little bit more complicated than outing somebody, somebody just to out somebody. Yeah. And it's not like you've outed them to, like, their homophobic, like, parents and they're now being kicked out of the house. You've basically just divulged, hey, your husband's cheating on you. Yeah. Um, and this is the only proof I have, which also is, like, contingent on me outing you for your sexuality. But, like... It's complicated because this person is not doing it like with the pure intention of like saving the wife. This person's like, yeah. you got me arrested for smoking weed. Fuck you. I'm going to ruin your marriage. Oh, yeah. Not that they haven't brought that on themselves, but.
1: It's more malicious intent versus yeah. I'm going to be a good person and save this woman.
2: You know, that's the thing. I think the intent here matters.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that's why like, I can't I can't stand by the perpetrator. But I'm also like, I don't know. This man is cheating on his wife he has like a family next door and he's also like
1: being a menace to like the neighbor a rat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a tattletale. So like, I, I'm not going to personally condone it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be mad at you. You know,
1: <laughs> I wish the revenge would have been blackmailing him.
2: <laughs> like
1: that's what you I have can to give Buy
2: me- my weed or yeah. I'm going to out you to your wife. <laughs>
1: you have to like, leave me the fuck alone. Let yeah. me smoke all the joints I want. I do it late at night when you're asleep. See, Now
2: that would have been a, good like, career yeah. oh well, I guess now he's probably moving out so <laughs> I mean I would not stay there
1: account's been deleted I can't even go look at their comment history but like that would have been better and then you're not outing someone
2: yeah although I don't know I. there are exceptions to every rule yeah. and I'm not gonna sit here and say that that's an exception but I do think that like it's complicated. I know.
1: Because then on the other hand, I'm like, I do want her to know. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe. Your husband's cheating on you with gay yeah, boys. Like, write an, an anonymous letter. Yeah.
2: But I mean, it's like, the thing is without proof.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the only proof is your husband's on Grindr. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I don't know.
1: I mean, that's a risk he's willing to take, too, because that is a very of public. Because it could
2: have been anybody but the neighbor.
1: Exactly. It could have been family. It like could have been family. It could have been friends. There's mm-hmm. so many other people that could have come across his profile.
2: Yeah, it's complicated. I also because I think what it kind of comes down to is the moral quandary of what is worse, outing somebody or like adultery. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't have, I don't think anybody has the subjective like <laughs> knowledge to like really weight those two because they're kind of just different, you know. Yeah. But also, like, are you putting this man in personal danger?
1: That was literally what popped into my head. I go, if outing someone ever one you should yeah. again like oh don't out someone it's
2: just not good but but
1: if it puts them in direct danger or the risk of becoming homeless if they're underage and live yeah, with family that's
2: like, like that's why outing is such a big deal yeah. because like sure like you're you're exposing somebody's information which is not like public and that's their own journey they get to decide when it comes mm-hmm. out but the reason that we're like don't out people ever is because people get outed and there's unforeseen consequences they get kicked out of their home they get fired yeah. from their job like so many things Um, I don't know it sounds like the only person that Knows about this man being gay is his wife, who he was cheating on. So yeah, oh, can't open worms everywhere, girl. I know. Uh,
1: the comments on this one were actually pretty supportive of yeah. of our uh, revengeful person yeah, here. Well,
2: people love to root for a girl boss, you know. <laughs> and he he girl bossed so close to the sun that <laughs> he got a little burnt. But
1: uh, top one is she needed to know,
2: like. Yeah. arguably yeah it's yeah. it's tricky
1: well I also think too just in terms of like and this goes for people that are straight and cheating as well like if you have a partner that's cheating on you and not being safe about it like you oh, could be putting the wife's health, health at risk at too risk. if they're Absolutely. still fucking like yeah. so yeah like not only for the fact your husband's stepping out on the marriage mm-hmm. but like health wise yeah like, like a no matter concern. who he was cheating with uh-huh. like you just wild Next comment down is, OP didn't create the problem, just revealed it. Even Mm. if the neighbor wasn't a butt wench. A butt wrench? but About weed. I like butt wench. (laughs) I kind of like 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 it better. Yeah. The foul (laughs) butt wench. (laughs) About weed, telling the wife is the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes
2: I'm like, maybe it's not your responsibility to take matters in your own hand in that case. But then again, like, who's going to tell her?
1: Yeah. Um, She probably wouldn't have found out.
2: Right. Oh, God. Which is just like
1: this was like the perfect storm of events.
2: I also like I always have to wonder if people are cheating because they haven't experienced like queer affection and they want that so bad, and like, or if they're just cheating because they're a cheater. You know, I guess it's kind of the same thing.
1: Yeah, there was there was another story I had in the tabs today, and mm -hmm. it's um a story about this young man who his family started calling him homophobic, and turns out he came out as gay at 16. He had an older brother that was like, I think 30. Okay. Not supportive. Didn't talk to him. Very closed off. Got married. Had a child. Cheated on the wife. Ended up marrying his affair partner Mm. who was a man. So it turns out gay. Right. And (laughs) Okay. The OP was like, I'm not going to support you cheating. like, And now you're trying to manipulate social media and make your ex-wife look like the bad guy. like." Oh. And then the parents were like, you're not being supportive. You're being homophobic. You know,
2: it is complicated because yeah. like- Cause on one hand I'm like adultery, like like you you told somebody you weren't gonna do something and now you're like fucking someone on the side and, yeah you know on the other hand I'm like this person lived a very sad repressed life and has now understood like what they want in life and what they want is unfortunately not a woman um so it's kinda, you know like I think like everybody makes mistakes I'm not here to justify yeah. those mistakes but like I would rather somebody make a mistake in in the direction of them having a happier life and also like that wife was not going to be happy about that marriage if no. they're together and he's gay
1: no and well so on the flip side I did an episode um, like an LGBTQ plus episode on my dad's podcast okay he's got his own show despite his chaos today <laughs> Um, and so we had my friend Dason Afawalo come on mm-hmm. Drew's sister yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we had two stories about women who were married mm-hmm. are married and they realized that they were a lesbian instead of cheating they had conversations with their partner and they separated yeah. to explore that sexuality
2: mm-hmm. which is like very much an option It's that's yeah. what
1: you do like that's the open communication and like explore yeah. see what you like and hey if you realize like that is more your true self then you divorce or yeah. you come up with also, another like,
2: bisexual people exist and that's a ground groundbreaking exactly. statement for some people but they do exist yeah they are valid and like of, yeah which could mean hey person that i've been married to i would love to try this it's not the end all be all mm-hmm. and you know i don't know i personally like i'm not married to the idea of monogamy like that's not something that i need i'm not opposed to it but I know that some people are really opposed to like non-monogamy that they're like I need to be with one person and mm-hmm. that can never change um so it's <laughs> definitely a touchy subject to be like hey by the way I'm gonna go fuck someone else but like <laughs> like at least you know if it's if it's so dire that yeah. you're willing to go behind the scenes and like you know potentially endanger your partner's sexual health cheat yeah. on your partner do all this crazy stuff in order to like you know jump through hoops to make this happen a like If being caught would be the end of your marriage, like, that should be a telltale sign that you should just come clean about it. Because, like, you're living a lie, unfortunately. And also, like, I don't know. That's just a lot of effort to do something that, like, if you do enjoy it, you're going to want to keep doing it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, now we
1: have to make a decision. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, like, I think— like if they they and their Mm write-ins for the show they were like I'm a lesbian but if they did come out as bi like there's I love non-traditional relationships and I'm like I'm like if you are bi like you could still have your husband Mm -hmm. and then explore and like have a it doesn't even
2: have to be romantic on the side like you could just be you know
1: hooking up
2: lunch and box on the part time like go good for you girl yeah also like
1: just do what makes you happy throubles are
2: in you heard it here first
1: (laughs) very much so I think like polyamory is like especially on reddit there's so many wholesome poly stories
2: the polycules sometimes it's like a whole network of people too and I'm like I don't know how you keep track I I can't even keep track my friends like this
1: (laughs) I literally it's amazing and it takes a lot of dedication open communication effort because even just having like one partner and like trying to maintain my friendships I'm like it's hard it's so hard yeah. i like i've gotten down to such a small especially like being so busy with work i'm like my group is so small and like i need to make more time getting out of my fucking house
2: yeah and I don't, like I investing don't know, i don't know that i could do polyamory like i support it for them i don't know yeah. if i can do it for me i like i have trouble investing emotion in one person let alone a lot of people <laughs> I, I have a trouble it's, finding one person it's hard let alone more than one it's hard but, you know maybe like a like a like a sexy bushwick hype house is in the Mm. is on the you know on the destiny so feet.
1: griffin is open if anyone has a good come proposal. adopt me into your
2: polycule
1: <laughs> <laughs> polycule i haven't heard that one yeah well
2: that's what they call like a polyamory like a molecule you because oh. like the dots and yeah. the lines connected Because so, like, oh yeah, like a lot elektrons. of them are like i'm dating this person this person but like they're not dating each other and like they're dating someone else so it's like there's like a web and it oh my god it is a molecule it's not like Because not all like polyamorous relationships are like, we are X amount of people and everyone dates each other. Some of them are like, I have two boyfriends and my boyfriend's both have boyfriends, but those boyfriends don't (laughs) know.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. Like happy for them, but like.
2: Happy for you. Right. I Sorry that happened. I am reading all that. I need a nap
1: just hearing that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, the energy.
2: Uh, What I'm like is how do you find so many people? I mean, like I I can barely find one to go on a date with and half the time that, uh, you know. Oh
1: my God, I want to be a little matchmaker.
2: You let me know because it's been. It's been rough out here.
1: I have a friend. He's so cute.
2: Okay. That gives me no context. But <laughs> I'll period. show you. I'll show you after.
1: Griffin, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I had how, so much fun. I'm so glad. I was really nervous, but oh I God. think we did okay. So nervous. Um, how can people find you?
2: Um, I'm Griffin Maxwell Brooks on Instagram, on TikTok, Griffin Maxwell B on Twitter. Um, if you um, go to a stinky Brooklyn warehouse, and any night of the week, you have like a ten percent chance of finding me. Um, I will be dressed in something ridiculous, dancing in a way that makes people want to run away. Um, but it's, a, it's a,
1: I love it. Yeah,
2: it's a surefire way to find me. I
1: love it. You also have a YouTube, but we—we yeah. um, we need to get going on the vlogs or something. I know
2: it's coming soon. It's, I'm waiting. It's, you we've have got such got vlog long form content in the work. Okay. Um, it's definitely it's on the menu for this year. I'm like, I graduate in May. And then no yes. more college, no more me like in my little, you know, shiny dress in the mechanical engineering laboratory. Like huh? I was
1: gonna ask what your major is because between the molecules and the math, I'm like you're so smart. Yeah,
2: I am a <laughs> STEM girly. Um, oh my
1: gosh!
2: I've been yeah. It's it's really just like. I went to like an engineering high school, yeah. a public school. I didn't have the money for private school, but it was like engineering focused. And I've been doing next in sequence since like freshman year. So I'm like, I'm going to get this meki oh degree. God. I'm going to coat it in resin and I'm going to hang it on my wall. And it's going to look really pretty mm-hmm. and I'm never going to use it.
1: Okay. It's okay. I went to uh, grad school and I have a doctorate and here I am with a podcast. But like,
2: That's such a flex.
1: <laughs> it, uh, it's pretty cool, but it feels like a whole nother life. Yeah, It's wild, but uh, okay. Thank you. Griffin's links will be in the description. Be sure to go follow them. Yes, please. The content is amazing. Oh, the really TikToks literally gave me life. I'm sitting there laughing my ass off last night doing my research. I just, I love, love your content. Thank you so, so much.
2: Yeah, I think it's Griffin Maxwell Brooks on YouTube. I have to double check.
1: I, but, I'll, I'll link it. Okay,
2: cute. If it's, if it's on not YouTube, that, and then yeah. sit and wait because it's coming out soon.
1: You need to. Yeah. All your little ski trips, you do too. I'm
2: oh like, I'm going on one in two days. I'm going back to Mammoth. They just got a bunch of snow. I,
1: I got to show you my ski suit.
2: Oh my, oh,
1: I need It's to so cute. It. Okay. <laughs> but until next time, guys, bye. Thank you.